right. So we'll continue from what, where we stopped last week um, in terms of the topic, right, praying in tongues, um, speaking in tongues here, or, or praying in tongues. So we're going to go further today. And like the title says, I want us to look at the practice and the power of um, praying in tongues, the practice and the power of speaking in tongues. Um, two, two main things I want us to look at today. The first thing is I want us to look at um, the gift of speaking in tongues versus speaking in tongues for personal edification. So what is the difference, right? Um, some people have said that speaking in tongues is a gift and some people have the gift, some, some don't have the gift, right? Um, but, and in a way they are right, in a way they are wrong, right? So I want to clarify that. I also want to look at um, what happens when we pray in tongues. Like practically, what's, what is the benefit of praying in tongues? Why, why would God bother with, with such a supernatural gift, right? So we're going to look at that um, as well today. So just those two things. And finally, my hope is that we finish in good time and we are able to pray in tongues together. Um, one, of the, one of the benefits of having a community is that we can, spot, we can stay ourselves up in the faith. We can, um, we can collectively advance. And it's such a powerful thing when we together make progress in the faith. You know, I was speaking with someone that someone that well, she's a believer and she is filled with the Holy Ghost, but she still struggles a bit to pray in tongues. I mean, she prays in tongues, but she's not very fluent in it. And if she prays in tongues for a few minutes, after a while, um, her mind begins to drift and, you know, um, she doesn't concentrate again and she begins to doubt what she's saying. And that is possible when you don't pray in tongues together, especially for those who are just starting out in, um, in the faith or just starting out in, in the adventure of praying in tongues. If you are not consistent with it and you don't, um, you don't pray in tongues with other people, it's very likely that after some time, you would, you would lose... After some time, you lose confidence, right? And um, you'll be very fluent in praying tongues, okay? So I want us to... We're going to explore that today. Praise God. Just for the record here, please, can we open audios on... Can we all mute our audios except, you know, when we're asking questions? All right. Thank you. Okay, so let's begin. Let's start. First of all, what is the difference between um, the gift of the gift of tongues, that's speaking in tongues and the interpretation of tongues, versus the um, speaking in tongues for personal edification? Now, before I, I allow us answer, let me just read some scriptures so that we, we will see that there's actually a gift of speaking in tongues, and there's also the gift of interpretation of tongues, and then there's also speaking in tongues for personal edification, okay? So let us read scriptures to back that up. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse... 1 Corinthians chapter 12. All right, someone should please read from verse 4 to verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to verse 11. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. Now there are distinctive varieties of spiritual gifts, special abilities given by the grace and the extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit operating in believers. For it's the same Spirit who grants them and empowers believers 
and there are distinctive varieties of ministry and services, but it's the same Lord who is served. And there are distinctive ways of working to accomplish things, but it's the same God who produces all things in all believers, inspiring, energizing, and empowering them. But to each one is giving the manifestation of the Spirit. The Spirit, the spiritual illumination and the enabling of the Holy Spirit for the common good. So everyone is giving through the Holy Spirit the power to speak, the message of wisdom, and to another the power to express the word of knowledge and understanding according to the same Spirit. To another, wonder-working faith is given by the same Holy Spirit. And to another, extraordinary gifts of healing by, by the one Spirit. And to another, working of miracles. And to another, prophecy, foretelling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people. And to another, discernment of Spirit the ability to distinguish sound godly doctrines from the deceptive doctrines of man-made religions and cults. To another, various kinds of unknown tongues, and to another, interpretation of tongues. All these things, the gift of achievement, the abilities and the empowering, are brought by one and the same Holy Spirit, distributing to each one individually, just as he chooses. Thank you. Thank you, Faith. So what this scripture, um, this scriptures we just read, the verses read, we just read, right? Um, it shows us the various um, gifts of the Spirit. Um, and there are nine of them um, in total, right? Um, and they've been classified generally in groups of three. So the, um, the group of the utterance gifts, like they're called, the power gifts, and the, um, what's the third one? So there's a third one, pardon me, I don't remember it right now. But anyways, there are nine in total. And part of the gifts of the spirits, right, mentioned here in, in verse 10, it says, the last part of verse 10 says, to another diverse kinds of tongues and to another the interpretation of tongues. So the Bible lists um, speaking in tongues as a gift here. And also it lists interpretation of tongues as a gift. All right. Now, if you go to the same First Corinthians chapter, chapter First Corinthians, go to chapter fourteen. If you go to chapter fourteen, verse, verse. Um, in fact, look at verse, um, verse thirty, verse thirty-nine. All right, First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse thirty-nine. I'll just read it quickly. It says, "Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak in tongues, to speak with tongues." So Paul was telling them at, at the summary of several things he has said in this chapter that um, everyone should everyone is encouraged to prophesy and nobody should be for, forbidden from speaking in tongues. And if you go to verse four of that same chapter, First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse four, Paul says here that he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he that prophesies edifies the church. So what that means is the person that speaks in tongues also edifies himself. Now, and, and chapter 12 tells us that there's actually the gift of speaking in tongues. So my question to us, and I'd love to hear our answer, is what is the difference between speaking in tongues for personal edification and then speaking in tongues as a gift? Okay? Um, so yeah, who can help us with that? What's the difference? And how do we, you know, how do we identify and in what cases are they, are they used? Anyone wants to help us? What's the difference between speaking in tongues as a gift? Yeah, go ahead, please. So let me try. So um, 
Well, speaking in terms of personal um, edification is to yourself and build yourself up with your most holy faith and to edify yourself. Doesn't necessarily have to be interpreted. But when you speak to a congregation, like it says in the Bible, where then that's where it comes where you're speaking to everyone. And because um, not everyone is learned in that aspect, so they have to be like a form of interpretation so that everyone can be carried along. That's what I think. Okay, okay. Thank you so much, um, Faith. Excellent. Excellent. Um, any other person wants to help? with further understanding, what's the difference or how do we differentiate or in what cases are they used? You know, the gift of speaking in tongues and then speaking in tongues for personal edification. Anyone else wants to help us further understanding? Mm, okay, no one. Anyone else, anyone else going, going? All right, so I'm assuming no one else wants to help us. Okay, so let me start off from what Faith said, and that's accurate, right? I'm talking of the context in which both are used. But, but before we even go there, you know, when you read the nine gifts of the Spirit, right, one thing you find out is that I, on some level, every Christian is encouraged to manifest these, these things, these possibilities. And let, let, me, let me go over the nine gifts quickly. Um, it says um, to another, okay, from verse, from verse eight, it says for to one is given the given by the spirit the word of wisdom, um, to another the word of knowledge. So it talks about the word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Um, it talks about um, faith by the same spirit. It talks about gifts of healing, healing. It talks about working of miracles and it goes on. Now what I want to point out is that if you look at these things um, fundamentally, every believer is encouraged to manifest this. For instance, the Bible says. Um, um, if this science will follow those that believe, right? And it says that you lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. So healing is part of what every believer should experience, right? This is not, before we talk about the gifts, right, of healings. It says, um, as a believer, you can pray for the sick and they'll be healed. As a believer, you ought to prophesy. And that's what First um, Corinthians chapter 14 encourage, uh, encourages us to do. As a believer, you are encouraged to walk in faith. Right. Um, as a believer, you're encouraged to um, to expect miracles. You're encouraged to even descend. Um, Paul Paul spoke to, to Timothy. Said, "Descend all, all things. Right. Descend all spirits." Um, even sorry, um, Apostle John spoke about the same thing. So, at, on on the fundamental level, every believer is encouraged to express these possibilities. However, when we now come to the gifts of the spirit. What, one, one thing you need to know is that the measure of manifestation is greatly increased in the life of someone who possesses the gifts. So whereas every believer is encouraged to pray for the sick, but the person who has the gift of healing gets um, tends to get a lot more results um, for praying for the sick than just a normal believer who doesn't operate in the gift of healing. All right? Um, the gift of the person who operates in the gift of discernment has a higher level of discernment because it is a gift. So every believer has discernment, but the person who has the gift of discernment has a greater level of discernment and is usually more accurate and tends to get more results in that area than the, than the average believer. All right. So the gifts come with an added measure. So when we talk about the gift of um, speaking in tongues, what this means 
the, now this doesn't so for the gift of speaking in tongues what this means is that when it comes to delivering a message okay now before i even move on and also say something that as it is with all the nine gifts of the spirit the gifts of the spirit are not given so you look at verse 8 um verse 7 it says first corinthians 12 verse 7 says but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit without meaning God gives the spirit gives God gives the gifts of the spirit so that everybody can benefit from it. What that means is that the gift of the gift of the spirit is not given for your personal use alone. It is given for public use. Right? So the gift of the spirit is given so that the body of Christ will benefit from it. It's not just given for your own personal use. And this explains why it is possible to see someone who operates in the gift of healing Yet the person can fall sick, and even in his in the state of his sickness, he can still minister in the, with the gift of healings to other people. Because when it comes to your personal um, personal experience, you will need things like faith, your personal faith. You need things like your personal revelation of God's word and all of that. But the gifts of the spirits are operational for the body of Christ. They are not operational for your own personal use. Now, having said that, in in the same way, the gift of speaking in tongues. It's not for your own personal use. It is now for the body of Christ. So when someone is operating in the gifts of speaking in tongues, his, minist his ministration is to the body of Christ, all right? And just like Faith already mentioned, when, you operate, when someone is operating the, um, in the gift of, of speaking in tongues, and we're going to read that um, in 1 Corinthians 14, it is important that there's someone to... to, um, to Interpret or the person that gave this the the, the um, tongues, the person that spoke in tongues, also interprets. The reason is so that the people are edified. Now, very practical um, um, instance. Assuming now as I'm speaking to all of us, I switch and I begin to speak in tongues to you. I'm not 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 that I'm praying and you are listening to my prayer, but that I'm speaking to you in tongues. But what will happen is that you would not understand what I'm saying. Unless I begin to interpret what I said to you, to you guys, and I interpret it in English or in any other language that you understand, okay? Um, so it, it's either I interpret that or someone among us interprets what I say in tongues, what I've said in tongues. The person interprets it in English, okay? Now, that is because it is the gift of speaking in tongues. So the gift of speaking in tongues is for the body of Christ, right? And not, not for your personal edification, um, and at the same time, when the gift of speaking tongues is in manifestation, it is usually followed with interpretation, either by the person that spoke in tongues or by someone else among the, the group. Okay. However, when it now comes to your personal edification, when you pray in tongues for personal edification, that just like, like it's the term connotes, it is for personal edification. So you don't necessarily require an interpretation of tongues for that. That's the first thing. And secondly, you are the one benefiting from that exercise, right? Not, there's no other person with you. Um, there's no other person as it were benefiting from that exercise. So a, a good scenario, and, and this is something that a lot of people have, have, com have conflicting ideas uh, and opinions about. So some people say, when we go to church, why don't uh, we say, I mean, if you attend a Pentecostal church, you might must have experienced this. And you say, oh, let us pray. Everybody begins to pray in tongues. And somebody says, well, why don't we all just, you want to pray in tongues, why, not, why don't you just pray quietly and not pray loud since you are not talking to us, okay? And this is it, just to um, help clarify that. 
When in such cases, when we all pray in tongues, it is clear that we are not speaking to ourselves in tongues. We are speaking to God. It's only that we are speaking audibly and um, the next person can hear us. However, we're not speaking to each other in tongues. If the person leading the prayer, for instance, um, wanted to speak to us and he begins to speak in tongues, to us in tongues, not, not leading the prayer in tongues, but speaking to us in tongues, then it will, he would require um, an interpreter or he himself would have to interpret the message he's giving in tongues. So again, note that the gift of speaking in tongues is a communication of, of a divine message in tongues. And that will require an interpreter or the person who gave the tongues to interpret what was said in tongues, okay? And because it is a gift, it is usually more common and more, I mean, because it's a gift, it's, usual, it's usually um, the case that there are certain people that are more, um, for, for lack of a better word, they are more gifted in giving messages in tongues. Now, everybody is encouraged to speak in tongues. And just like we read from, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 39, that everybody is encouraged to speak in tongues. However, when it comes to the gift, to the ministration of the gift of tongues, um, we see that some people have it in a greater measure that's giving out the message, they have it in a greater measure than others, all right? Um, so yeah, I hope that's clear enough. And, and let me see, is there something else I missed out? Okay, so yes, let's, let's read the scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2 to verse 6, and then I'll skip a couple of verses. But please stay with me. Let's read this together. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. I'm reading from um, the King James Version. It says, For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Okay? Um, verse 3 says, But he that prophesies speaks not he that prophesies speaks unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. Verse 4, verse 4. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he that prophesies edifies the church. Now, let me just take a let, let me pause here before I continue and explain something. Paul here was, was, was juxtaposing um, speaking in tongues and prophecy. And Paul gave us the scope of prophecy in verse... Um, in verse 4, he says, sorry, verse 3, he says, he that prophesies speaks unto men for edification, exhortation, and comfort. So prophecy does three things mainly. It edifies, it exhorts, and it comforts us. Now, what Paul did in the, in the subsequent verses was to compare what compare the application of speaking in tongues in the, in the church or among believers and then prophecy, okay? So from verse 2 to verse 4, basically spoke from verse 2 to verse 4, where I talked about praying in tongues as a personal, for personal edification. When we read from verse 5, Paul now begins to talk about speaking in tongues in the body, right, in the midst of believers. So stay with me. Verse 5 says, I would that ye all speak with tongues, right? He says, but rather that you prophesy, for greater is he that prophesies than he that speaks with tongues, except he interprets that the church may, may receive edifying. Now, this verse of scripture has caused, um, well, ha has been misunderstood by a lot of people. I mean, the verse isn't confusing, but a lot of people have misunderstood this verse. And some people have taken this verse to mean that Paul was saying prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues. 
and that if you prophesy, you don't need to speak in tongues, or the person that speaks in tongues is better than the person that prophesies. But let's go back to scripture and read what it says again. Verse 5, I'm taking verse 5 again. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 5. It says, I would that ye all speak with tongues, okay? It now says, but rather that you prophesy. So if we if he had stopped there, we would have been, would have concluded to say that, oh, Paul was saying prophecy is better than speaking in tongues. But Paul went further in that same verse to explain why he said that. And he says that, for greater is he that prophesies. When, when he says greater, it means more beneficial, right? Is he that prophesies than he that speaks with tongues. Again, Paul did not stop here. He went further to say, except he interprets that the church may be edified, may be edified. So this is what Paul was saying, that if we come to, let's say, a meeting like this, where all of us are, if somebody begins to speak in tongues to us, right, gives a message in tongues to us, and there's no interpretation, it, is, it wouldn't benefit anybody because we don't understand what the person has said. But Paul says the person that prophesies, because the prophecy is given in the language we all understand, that person, because he's communicating in our understanding, edifies us, can exhort us, and can comfort us. So Paul was saying, it is better we prophesy, except when we give in tongues, we have an interpretation. Do you get? Meaning that if somebody amongst us, you know, begins to give a message in tongues, and after the message, an interpretation follows, then it is also beneficial. And in fact, um, 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 just like the man of God, Kenneth Hagen of Blessed Memory has said, when you speak in, when you give a message in tongues and you give an interpretation, it is equivalent to prophecy. It is the same thing as some as me coming coming amongst us now to give a prophecy in the language we all understand. Let's say in English now, for this case, where I come and give a prophecy in English, right, and we all understand it. It is the same effect and has the same result as somebody who gives a message in tongues and then follows it up with an interpretation. So Paul here was not saying that prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues. He was saying that if we are together as a as believers, right, in fellowship, that the person who prophesies is better off than the person who speaks in tongues without an interpretation. And the reason is simple, because we would not understand what the message that was given in tongues. Okay? So let us continue. Verse 6 says, Now, brethren... I um, now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. So this is exactly what I just explained. Now let's skip to verse 13. I mean, I encourage all of us to read the whole of chapter 14. In fact, for, for proper context, read chapter 12, chapter 13, and chapter 14. All right. Um, but for, for now, we can't read all of that. So let's skip to, to verse 13 of chapter 14. So we are still in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 13. He says, Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he interprets. Meaning that when we come together to um, in fellowship like this and somebody gives a message in, in tongues, the person should seek to give an interpretation. And verse 14 says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What, what is it then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. So Paul was giving us a, a, a method to prayer, right? And we're going to come back to this later on. But it says, I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. 
I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Else, um, hold on, just, okay. Verse 16 says, Else, when thou shalt bless with the spirit, how shall he that occupy the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks, seeing he, un seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest? For thou verily giveth thanks well, but the, but the other is not edified. Let me explain what Paul was saying. Paul was saying that if you are, so Paul was saying that what, what we'll do instead is we'll, we'll pray in, in tongues, we'll also pray in our understanding. Paul said we'll sing in tongues and we'll also sing in our understanding. And he now gives us the reason. He says, if not, the person that does not, that does not understand, right, that does not understand um, what praying in tongues is all about, that if the person joins you, he will not understand, I mean, because you're praying in tongues, he will not get what is going on, and he will not even, he won't be edified because there is no in interpretation to that. All right, and then um, um, verse 18 says, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than ye all. This was Paul's, Paul speaking. Paul said, if all of you co should come together combined, I pray in tongues more than all of you. And this statement already shows that Paul was not discouraging speaking in tongues in any way, all right? Rather, he was giving clarity to the operations and the dynamics of praying in tongues within a congregation and giving a message as well within a congregation. Verse 19 says, yet in the church, now, now let me read verse 18 and 19 together. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than ye all. This is verse 18. Verse 19 says, yet in the church, I rather I had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. This is very powerful and this gives clarity. Paul says, first of all, that, you know, it was almost like Paul saying, for, for the record, just know that I speak in tongues more than all of you. And he had to give that disclaimer because the next thing he, he was going to say could be misunderstood. So he had to first say that I speak in tongues more than all of you. However, if I am in the church and I want to give a message, I would rather give five words of prophecy in an intelligible language. That means in a language that we all we understand, right? I'll rather give five five words in um in in English, for instance, assuming I mean he was here with us right now. He would have said, I'll rather give five words in English that we all understand than speak 10,000 words in tongues that nobody else understands. So Paul was giving clarity to the administration of um of the of tongues when you when it comes to giving message, giving a message, right? Meaning um, the administration of the gift of speaking in tongues. Okay, and now this this gives us clarity. So when we come together, for instance, if if I say everyone, let's pray, and we all start speaking in tongues, right? There's not they, now we all, we all start speaking in tongues in our prayers. There's nothing wrong with that because we're all praying and we're all speaking in tongues. We're not speaking to ourselves. We're praying to God in tongues, okay? However, if one of us now says, oh, I have a message from God, there's a message from God, and he comes and says, um, you know, um, God just spoke to me and he said, Rado, skabo, skaba, laba, skedo, skedo, riba, skabo, amen. Nobody understands what he, what he just said because he gave the message in tongues. So for us to be edified, we now he will have to interpret what he said in tongues, or someone that has gotten the interpretation would have to give us the interpretation so that we all will be um, will be edified. Praise God. All right. So I hope that is clear enough. Um, yeah, I hope that is clear enough. I, I want to. 
Okay, so if you have any question concerning this, right, please just drop it in the chat or take note of it. Okay, Ida has a question. All right, go ahead. Let's take it now. Let, let's just take questions now before I move on. Ida, your hands are up. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, I just, sorry, I, before you said that, I already pressed to raise my hand. Okay, so I'm trying to ask, mm -hmm. is it possible that the person who spoke in song yeah. understand what he said? So, so he, he had the word, it came out, and then someone interprets. I just want to know that how do you know that the person did not interpret? You get my question. <laughs> Okay, so you know, I'm not sure I'm getting your question. Um, please take it again. If you can paint a scenario, go ahead and paint. Okay, okay so um, so for example, yeah, So you are basically saying um, the possibility of error in, interpre in interpreting the tongues, right? Okay. So um, first of all, it is possible for the person who, who spoke in tongues to have the interpretation of the tongues, just like we mentioned. And in that case, it's, I mean, because he's the same person, it's, he can discern that this is correct. And when it comes to, you know, when it comes to the operations of the gift of the spirit, um your confidence is in the spirit and I, one of these one of these times we're going to we're going to explore the gift of the spirit but anyways the person that spoke in tongues can give the interpretation in tongues and in that case it's easy to i mean it's the same person so he's fine however when it comes to someone else interpreting the tongues the question is um i mean the concern is what if that person interprets the wrong thing now this is why when Paul gave the scenario, Paul was talking to, um, Paul, Paul painted a scenario of matured believers. And if you read, if you read, you know, because of this question, let, let, me, let, me, read, let me read some verses that I wasn't going to read today. But um, I need to read it. Look at verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse, um, verse 26. I want to read this verse to explain, this verses to explain, um, to answer your question, First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse twenty-six. It says, "How is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you had a psalm, had a doctrine, had a tongue, had a, had a revelation, had an interpretation?" And that says, "Let all things be done unto edifying." So Paul was addressing this church because there were so several, there were several manifestations of the gift of the Spirit, right? Several expressions and demonstrations of the Spirit. So Paul said that the underlying principle is that let all things be done. For edification's sake, not as a show of your spirituality. So, verse 27, Paul begins to go further and he explains. He says, If any man speak in an unknown tongue, 
let it by let it be by two, meaning that if someone is speaking by tongues, Paul says, let it just be only two people that gives a give a message in tongues. All right. He now says, or at most by three, so either two or three, and then and that by course. So what what that means is let it be done one after the other. So Paul says, let it be at, at most three people that gives a that give a message in tongues, and let it be done one after the other. Then he now says again that and let one interpret. Meaning, for every message given in tongues, let there be at least one person that will interpret. All right? Now, verse 28 says, But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silent, silence in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. Meaning that if there is nobody to interpret, or if he doesn't have the interpretation, let him just, that message he got in tongues, let him just speak it quietly between himself and, and God. Now, verse 20, um, 29 says, let the prophet speak two or three, and let other let the other judge. And he says, if anything be revealed to another that um, that seated by, let the first hold their peace. Um, and then he went on and on. Now the point I want to bring out is the part where it says, and let the other judge. So when somebody gives a message in tongues, and another person gives an interpretation, remember that the spirit is one. All right. What happens is that if that interpretation he gave. All that the, the people staying there would bear witness in their spirit if that interpretation is accurate or not, and um, this is why this is why these kind of experiences happen among those who are mature. Because if you are among um, you know what are called baby Christians, they might not be developed enough to discern a message that is from God. And this is the same thing also that happens with prophecy. Remember that when someone gives a message in tongues and another person interprets, it is equivalent, that combination is equivalent to prophecy. So if the person, if someone prophesies and the person, someone else gives a message in tongues and interprets, it is the same. What the Bible now tells us to do is that let the other people judge that message. Meaning that if someone gives a message, if someone gives a prophecy, People, the people there listen to the prophecy and descend, descend that prophecy if it is from God or not. They will do the same thing when someone gives a message in tongues and gives an interpretation. All right. So how do we know if the person is if the interpretation is right or wrong? We will have to descend it. Every other person there will have to descend um, the interpretation that is being that is being given. I hope that's clear enough, Ida. Yes, thank you. All right, you're welcome. Nelson, please go ahead. Your hand, your hand is up. <clears throat> Good evening, Victor. Good evening, everybody. Evening. Okay. Um, so I will start with the context. Yeah, Ooh. so a context. So I have I have some friends, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um in I mean in different denominations. Yeah. And a lot of the times, these of my these sort of friends are sanctified. They, but they don't speak in tongues, mm -hmm. but they prophesy. Um, now, do you have to speak in tongues before you can prophesy? Okay, let me. Before I answer that, let me ask you: what, When you say they prophesy, what what do you mean by that? So. So, so the, the, the person says, okay, see, I want to go. Um, you tell him about the particular, join me in prayer and all of that. Mm -hmm. And the person said, okay, you know what? I'm going to pray with you alongside with 
goes and says, okay, this particular situation, this is this, this is this, this is this, this is what we have all and all of that. Oh, wait, no, no, your, your voice is um, getting faint. Can you hear me? Um, yeah, a little bit, but it's still faint, but yeah. Can you hear me? Okay, is this better? Right. So they tell you this is this, this is what um, this is what can even far back at school, this is what can possibly happen. This is what you need to do. Be on the lookout for this, be watchful in this area. And every single thing that such individuals say um come come to come to pass. And mm -hmm. it's a prophecy. Mm -hmm. But you don't hear any of these persons speaking in tongues. Um, and it, it confuses me. Is there a situation whereby people can prophesy yet not speaking tongues? Okay, good, very good question. Um, so for let me first let me first clear some instances, right? So now this is uh, this is so there's one there's a possibility that um, the person speaks in tongues, but you have never heard the person speak in tongues. That's one possibility, right? However, even in the case where the person doesn't speak in tongues at all. Is it possible for someone to give an accurate message? So by prophecy, what you are saying here is foretelling what will happen, all right? Because there are pro prophecy, I mean, there are largely speaking, there are two aspects of prophecy. Foretelling, that's telling something that will happen in the future. So for instance, someone saying that, oh, um, I perceive that by next week, um, dollar, I mean, one dollar will equal to one naira, amen, all right? And then someone gives a, a prophecy, that's foretelling. But there's also prophecy of forth telling. Forth telling means proclaiming the word of God concerning a particular situation under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. All right. So, but from what you described, you've described foretelling. Now you're asking, is it possible for someone who is not filled with the Holy Spirit to foretell? Well, who is someone who is not baptized with the Holy Ghost and who doesn't speak in tongues to foretell things that will come to pass? And the answer is an absolute yes. The reason is because. When you so you know last week last week's last week's Bible study right um, I mentioned that um, I mentioned some things for instance that that okay I need to read something I need to read the scripture for us again um Sam, sorry not Sam Mark Mark chapter sixteen uh, just to help with this answer um let me read Mark chapter sixteen Mark chapter sixteen verse um verse seventeen. He says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. He says, in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now, Jesus Christ said, these signs will follow them that believe. Now, Jesus did not say these signs will follow those that are baptized with the Holy Ghost, meaning that the fact that you are a believer alone, right, guarantees that certain things will follow you. And the fact that, like we mentioned last week, um, once you are a believer, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you, even though you are not baptized in the Holy Ghost. And, I mean, please listen to last week. If you haven't listened, if you're not here last week, um, please get the, or the podcast from last week to help you, um, help with the progression of thoughts. So the fact that you are a believer, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. 
And like I said last week, it's because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us that will make heaven. So even those that are not baptized in the Holy Ghost will still make heaven because they have the indwelling spirit inside of them. Now, the presence of the Holy Spirit has a lot of impact on us, even with even amongst people that are not baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I, I mean, I, I, there, there's a great evangelical minister um, who is very, very known around the world. If I mention his name, we all know him. But he never spoke in tongues. If I, up to his death, to the best of my knowledge, he didn't believe in speaking in tongues. However, he was an evangelical, right? Now, my point is this, that when you work with the Holy Spirit, the, by nature, working with the Holy Spirit is prophetic in nature. Reason is that the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will show you things to come. So when we receive Jesus Christ, when we get born again, right, the Holy Ghost dwells in our hearts. Even people that do not speak in tongues and they walk with God, the Holy Ghost has their, still has the liberty to show them things that would come. So in that sense, yes, they can be prophetic even though they are not baptized with the Holy Ghost. So what then is the advantage of being baptized in the Holy Ghost, someone would ask, all right, is that the, the, I mean, again, following from what we discussed last week, the measure and the intensity of the operations, right, is on a greater level. And again, I did, I did, I'm saying this in the event that the person actually doesn't even speak in tongues, because it is possible for, and, and like I mentioned earlier, there are people who speak in tongues but don't find it comfortable to speak in tongues in the midst of other people. But in their personal um, personal prayer and their personal time with God, they pray in tongues. But when they come to the midst of other people, they might not speak in tongues um, for whatever reason they may have, all right? However, in the case where someone doesn't even speak in tongues at, at all and the person believes in the believes in Jesus Christ and has the Holy Spirit dwelling in him, yes, the Holy Spirit can reveal to the person things to come and it will happen that way. Um, I hope that helps, Nelson. Yes, it does. Thanks, Victor. All right, you're welcome. Yeah, and Anita just said something in the group. Now she said, I think we can also look at the Old Testament and um, all the prophets. Um, yeah, all right. Okay, so can we move on? Um, any other question with this, uh, along these lines, before we move on? Along the lines of um, praying in tongues, the gift of tongues versus praying in tongues for personal edification. Any other question before we move on? All right, no question. Okay, let's move on. Um, Nelson, your hand is still up, so please help me drop it so I know when you are actually, when your hand is actually up the next time. All right. Okay, so let's move on then. Wait, Lily, were you about asking a question? I'm, I'm not sure if I heard you. Oh, no, sorry. Okay, okay, that's fine. All right, so within the remaining few minutes, so I want to sprint on together today. So I'm not, I would, I'll probably just touch on two things before we, we move into prayers. So what happens when we pray in tongues? Very important question. What happens when we pray in tongues? Let's go back to where we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. Please read for us if you are there, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. Anyone that should please read for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. Okay, let me read. It says, oh, sorry, I'm not even there. Sorry, I was in Romans. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, dear. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. Yeah. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks in 
Um, I'm not sure we quite heard that. Can you take it again, please? I should repeat? Yeah, please, yeah. Okay. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. All right. Thank you very much. So we read this verse um, some minutes ago, right? And Paul, Paul, here Paul was comparing, you know, prophesying in the church and speaking in tongues, right? But what I want to point out is the first, um, the first, first phrase he made, that the person who speaks in tongues right, is strengthened personally. Um, King James says, edifies himself. So the, one of the, the first, or one of the first uses of, uh, of an importance of speaking in tongues is personal edification. Just in case edification sounds, you know, out of the world English. Edification here means strengthening himself. I like the translation that Idara used. He says the person that speaks in, in tongues strengthens himself personally. There's so much power and so much strength that is generated and released into our being when we pray in tongues. And I, I'm not saying, so, you know, this is why it's important that we don't just pray in tongues because we, we don't just pray because we have a need. You know, we don't just also pray in tongues simply because we are praying for something. There are many times when, and I encourage us to do this, there are many times when we should just pray in tongues, not because we're asking for anything, but just because we want to strengthen ourselves. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, that God will strengthen you out of God out of his glorious riches, will strengthen you with all power, with all might, by his spirit in your inner man. So, how does God strengthen us by his spirit in our inner man? The way he does that is when we pray in tongues. When we pray in tongues, there's a release of strength. There's a release of strength. There's a release of energy into us. And this is spiritual energy. Remember, the Bible says that if you fail in the day of adversity, then it says your strength is small. So how do we now renew our strength? How do we build up our strength for the day of adversity? We do that by speaking in tongues, by praying in tongues. So you could just go on your own. I mean, just lock yourself in your room or find a quiet place and you are just speaking in tongues. You're not, you're not asking God for anything in particular. You're not asking God for money or for breakthrough or for healing or anything. No, you are just edifying yourself. And let me tell you what happens is that the more you edify yourself, right, the stronger you get, the less likely certain things can hold you down again. You know, it's like when you tie, have you ever tried, have you ever tried um, let, let me see. What, what is it? Have you ever tried wrapping? Have you ever tried wrapping, for instance, wrapping your laptop with a rubber band? It will come, I mean, depending on the size, but it gets to a point where the rubber band will reach its, its elastic limit and it will snap, it will cut because the laptop is wider than the band can contain. So the rubber band's purpose is to contain the laptop, for instance, or anything large, all right? But as the rubber band tries to do that, it finds out that the laptop has outgrown it, has outgrown the width of the rubber band, and so the rubber band breaks. That's what happens in the realm of spirit when we strengthen ourselves, that certain things have been trying to hold us, trying to contain us. We keep enlarging, we keep building capacity, we keep strengthening ourselves in the spirit, and then those things will naturally break out of us. So without even praying specifically for them to go, because of the strength we have generated, we would outgrow the capacity of that thing to hold us down and we'll break through from it, we'll break free from it. So praying in tongues is so important because when you pray in tongues, you personally edify yourself, you strengthen yourself. Praise God. Um, let's read the book of Jude. Jude chapter, um, I mean, Jude only has one chapter. So Jude, one, Jude 
chapter 1, verse 20. It only has one chapter. So Jude, verse 20. Please, you can, anyone reading for us can read from the Passion Translation or the Amplified Amplified Bible. Jude, verse 20. Jude 20. But you, beloved, build yourself up on the foundation of your most holy faith. Continually progress. Rise like an edifice higher and higher. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Well, what translation was that? Amplified. Amplified, good. So it says that, and Jude was speaking to the, to Christians, it says, Dearly beloved, you build yourself on your most holy faith. It says, rise like an edifice, praying in the Holy Ghost. There's something I forgot to explain to us. Um, You know where we read in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4, it says, he who prays in tongues edifies himself. If you check the Greek word used for, for um, translated as edifying, right, in that, in that verse, it connotes a building. It connotes the erection of a building. When, when someone begins to um, build a house and the house begins to grow tall, that's the word edifice. Uh, that's, I mean, that's where we get the word edification from. So it says, when you pray in tongues, you edify yourself, meaning just like a builder will build a house layer upon layer and the house grows high and grows tall. That is what you do when you pray in the Holy Ghost. You are building yourself just like a builder builds a house. Now, Jude verse 20 now tells us that you, you build yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, the Bible lets us know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, okay? So faith is a product of the word of God. Um, 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 faith doesn't come by us speaking in tongues. Faith comes by receiving the word of God, okay? And that's why Jude says, build yourself on your, um, build yourself on the foundation of your most holy faith. But he now says that after you receive that foundation, you build on it. And the way you build on that foundation is by praying in tongues. So take this analogy, for instance. If a builder is building a house, the first thing they do is, is to lay the foundation, okay? Now, the foundation is not the entirety of the house. The foundation is where the house is built upon. Is what, what gives the house that um, structure and stamina, all right? However, when, when he begins to build, the builder doesn't build outside the um, the provision of the foundation. So the builder doesn't lay any block beyond where the foundation has been laid. Now, the foundation is the word of God. So we receive the word of God. Our praying in tongues does not give us what the word doesn't talk about. Our praying in tongues does not um, say what the word of God doesn't say about. No, the word of God is the boundary of our experience. The word of God determines what, how far and how far we can go. Praying in tongues does not, does not take us beyond the provisions of the word of God, okay? But praying in tongues makes sure that after we have received the foundation of the word, of the word of God, we don't just end at foundation alone. You know, a lot of people have received the word of God and just relax and say, oh, the word of God, that's all I need and they keep quiet. The word of God is great, but it is the foundation. It is not, it, it is where we build upon. So if you receive the word of God and you just settle down, you will not get the fullness of what God wants you to do. So God's intention, and this is what the book of, um, where we read in Jude, this is what is communicating to us, that when we receive the word of God, take that word and go with it and pray in tongues. What will happen is that you begin to build on that faith that you've received from the word, and you build upon it layer upon layer, layer upon layer, until it rises to become an edifice. That is how you build yourself. 
So every time we pray in tongues, we are building ourselves in the spirit. It's almost like someone who, who is depositing money in his bank account. You are depositing money continuously. The day you need the money, you can easily make a withdrawal because money has been deposited. So every time we pray in tongues, what happens is that we are building our capacity. We are building strength within us. So the day we need to place a demand on the strength of God, we will not be running helter-skelter looking for strength. Strength will be readily available because we have built ourselves praying in tongues. Hallelujah. So praying in tongues, the first thing it does is it builds us up. Okay? Um, and the last thing we'll be able to take today, there are three things actually, but we'll just take one more and, and we'll pray. Um, the second thing praying in tongues does for us is praying in tongues gives us access into the mysteries and the things of God. Praying in tongues gives us access into the mysteries and the things of God. All right, so 1 Corinthians chapter 14 again. Um, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 14. Please, I encourage all of us after this or uh, during the week, read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14. It will give you a holistic um, understanding of, of praying in tongues. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse... Two. All right, First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse two. He says, "For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, right? Meaning, when we pray, we are not talking to men, right? But we are talking to God." He says, "Speak not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him. Understands him. So nobody understands him." And let me say this: that many times, even when we pray in tongues, we don't understand what we are saying ourselves. Okay. And this has been the challenge for a lot of people. And this has been, I mean, why they haven't really exercised themselves. Because they feel like, if I'm praying in tongues and I don't understand what I'm, what I'm saying in tongues, then why will I continue praying in tongues? And then their mind begins to play games on them. And this verse says that no man understands what he's saying, including you. Many times you don't understand what you're saying, unless God gives you an interpretation, which doesn't happen always. But many times you don't understand what you're saying. Um, in fact, before I complete that verse, let me read one more scripture just to, because I've mentioned that. Go, if, go to verse 14 of, of the same chapter. Verse 14 says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Meaning when I pray in tongues, I am sure my spirit is praying, but my mind is unfruitful. Unfruitful means my mind doesn't understand what I am saying. Now, the fact that your mind doesn't understand what you are saying it doesn't mean your prayer is not powerful. And it doesn't mean you're not making progress in prayer. When you pray in tongues, your spirit is the one praying. Initially, and let them tell us, give you this tip practically. When you start praying, I'll, I'll complete verse two. I haven't forgotten. I'll complete verse two, but let me just give us this tip. When you start praying in tongues, right, what happens many times is that your mind begins to wander, especially if you've had a busy day or you've been very active and doing a lot of stuff. Your mind begins to wander. It begins to drift over the things you've done today. If you maybe if you watched a movie, your mind begins to recall things from the movie. Uh, your mind begins to recall things that happened at work, things that happened in the market. Your mind is so busy, and if you are not careful, you might just be discouraged because you won't be focused. Now, this is what you do: you continue praying in tongues. Don't keep quiet because your mind is busy. See, your mind and your spirit are separate. Your spirit can be engaging in an activity. And your mind is totally oblivious of that activity. What you need to do is continue in that activity of your spirit, which is praying in tongues. Continue praying in tongues. After some time, the power of your spirit will overshadow the strength of your mind so that your mind will now keep quiet and your spirit will gain, your spirit will rise above your mind. 
that is when you begin to flow in prayer, all right? And sometimes it could take anything from 30 minutes to one hour, depending on how busy your mind has been, all right? But I encourage you, in fact, for the first 30 minutes, I, I tell myself, I don't even consider it as, as part of my prayer. I consider it as me warming up. You know, when, when footballers go to the pitch, before they start playing, they do some warm-up around the pitch, all right? That's what I consider. I consider that my spirit is just warming up. When my mind has calmed down, then I know I have started praying, all right? So back to verse 2. It says, um, um, he doesn't pray unto man, but prays unto God. He now says, how be it in the spirit he speaks mysteries. This is where I'm going to. When you pray in tongues, you speak mysteries. You are not just speaking empty words. You are not just speaking things trying to make yourself feel good. No, you are speaking deep mysteries, deep mysteries in the realm of the spirit. And if you understand this, you know that you can't just keep quiet and not pray in tongues because you, you don't feel like praying in tongues. No, forget about your feelings. Forget about your mind. They are inconsequential in the things of the spirit. When it comes to praying in tongues, you are speaking mysteries. And as you progress in praying in tongues, you begin to, you, you go into deeper mysteries. And this is what happened. I'm sure a lot of you have already experienced this. Um, and, and you've expressed the fact that as you pray in tongues progressively, what happens is that at some point, it seems like your tongue changes. That's your, your, spirit, your spiritual language changes. It becomes more articulate. It becomes fluent. And some extra vocabulary is added to your speaking in tongues. In that, in that, and in that stage, right, you've entered a new level of mysteries that you're speaking. Now, what also happens many times is that as you begin to speak, speak those mysteries, God, God reveals those things to you. So you could be praying in tongues, for instance, praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues. And as you're praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit begins to inspire the, the words in English for you. So you begin to speak out in English those things that you're praying in tongues. All right. And it is such a powerful experience. And if you do this under the influence and the anointing of the Spirit, there's so much power. So, for instance, if I'm praying for, um, let's say I am praying for my family. I pray for my family. I pray in tongues, pray in tongues, pray in tongues consistently. I continue over some time. It gets to a point where you will know yourself that your tongues have changed. You will know when the anointing of the Holy Ghost is, is at work in that your prayer. And then the Spirit begins to inspire you to say, to say open doors, open doors, for instance. Now, I begin to say open doors, open doors. What that now reveals to my mind is that what I have been praying in the Spirit about is open doors. And so when I speak it out, I am prophesying. And it is with that prophecy that I see the power of God at work. All right? So when you pray in tongues like this, I encourage you. So first thing here, when you pray in tongues, you are speaking mysteries. Now, I also encourage you to listen and to be attentive to the Spirit. He may inspire you to say some things. Go ahead and declare those things out in English. Or he may give you some understanding, right? Make sure you jot it down when you pray. Okay? So when we pray in tongues, you pray out the mysteries of God. Let's look at, um, let us look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Um, the same 1 Corinthians, just go to the um, beginning part, chapter 2. And I'm going to start reading from verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. Wow, I feel so fired up in my spirit. We're going to pray. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. He says, um, this is the same Paul speaking, right? He says, how be it... We speak wisdom among them that are perfect. The word perfect there means mature. It says, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. Verse 7 says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. How, uh, Paul said, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. But how do we speak the wisdom? That is what he explained in 
um, First Corinthians chapter 14, where we just read, that when we pray in tongues, we speak the mysteries of God. So when you speak in tongues, we speak out the wisdom of God in a mystery, okay? And, you know, there are times when you don't even know what to do. You are faced with a situation, and maybe a situation in your office, or a situation about your business, or a situation in your relationship, or a situation that you really don't know what to do. Uh, let me tell you what to do. Go and pray in tongues concerning that matter. As you pray in tongues, you'll be speaking out the wisdom of God for that situation in a mystery. And in your prayer, the wisdom of God will come to you, and you will know what to do. Praise Jesus. So Paul says, um, we speak the wisdom of God um, in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Um, it says, which none of the world, um, um, none of the priests of this world had known. For if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Let us skip to verse, okay, let me read verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen, ear had not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Verse 10 says, but God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So when we pray in tongues, that the mysteries we are, we are praying in the Spirit, right? It is the Holy Spirit searching out the deep things of God, and he brings to our knowledge the deep things of God. So when you are faced with a situation and you don't know what to do, go and pray in tongues. When you pray in tongues for a while, the Holy Ghost will go and search the deep mysteries, the deep things of God. He will search the mysteries of God, and he will make it known to you. And listen, the Bible says that, the Spirit of God searches even the deep things of God. If the Spirit of God can search the deep things of God and make it known to us, then I can show you there's nothing on earth that the Holy Ghost cannot search. All you need to do is to pray in tongues, engage the Holy Ghost long enough so that he can bring out the mysteries into your consciousness. Praise Jesus. So when we pray in tongues, we pray out the mysteries of God and we have access. You have access to the mysteries of God and access to the things of God, to the deep things of God. Praise Jesus. Let us read one more verse and we will we'll, we'll end. Um, verse 12 says that, oh no, verse 11 says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of, of, of the man which is in him? He says, Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So the same way I don't know what is in your heart except your spirit. Paul says, even so, nobody knows what is in the heart of God except the Spirit of God. Now, if Paul had stopped at this, this is very discouraging because, I mean, how will I know what is in the heart of God if it is only the Spirit of God that knows it, okay? But Paul now went further in verse 12 to say that we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we may know the things that are freely given unto us of God. So that same spirit that they are same spirit who is the only one that knows the deep things of God is the same spirit that we have received. So when I go and go, go to prayer and I pray in tongues, pray in tongues, pray in tongues, the Holy Ghost now searches the deep things of God and makes it known to me. But this only happens when you are when you pray in tongues, when you are diligent in prayers. All right. So I want to encourage us. And, and there's one more point, but I want us to pray tonight. So I'm, I won't go into it. I want to encourage us in your own personal time, pray in tongues. Don't just don't just sit, um, um, sit idle. And, and this is what I encourage people. I say, as long as you are not talking to man, be talking to God. So if you are at work and your work doesn't require you speaking to people, you can quietly, you know, this is what I do. I plug in my music and, and my worship music and I, I pray under my breath. I don't need to pray loud and audibly. No, no, no. I'll be, if I'm at work, I don't need to do that. I'll be disturbing people at work. And that's, that's, that's not how you go about spirituality. So I pray under my breath. But I just, you might only just see my lips moving. You might not even hear anything. But I'm praying in spirit. If I'm in a bus, I do the same thing. I'm praying in spirit. If I'm driving, I do the same thing. I'm praying in the spirit. 
as long as I'm not talking to man, I have the opportunity to talk to God. So be pray, pray in the spirit. Build up your capacity. Build up the strength of God within you. All right? Um, um, pray and access the mysteries of God. Some of the things you are saying, I'm confused, I'm confused, I don't know what to do. All you just need is one hour of prayer, two hours of prayer, and everything will be clear to you. Praise Jesus. So let's not um, miss out on the benefits of praying in the spirit. All right? Okay, so I want us to pray right now, but before I go on, before we move into prayer, let me just take questions from us before we, we move into prayer. Anyone with a question um, before we progress into prayer, please feel free to ask. Um, all right. Ida, please go ahead, ask your question. Well, my my question, I just like to also say that um, when you were explaining focusing, when praying, especially when you find your mind drifting, um, I want to say that one thing that actually helps is um, if you have a word, just keep it in front of you. And when you find yourself, you just go back to the word and read and things like that. And then also, if you find yourself drifting, you can also, um, you know, yes, you're also praying your understanding. Don't forget. So you can also remind yourself of the prayer points. Repeat it if, if there's maybe something you're specific about. I think those things help. Thank you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Very much. They do help. Thank you, Dara. They absolutely, absolutely do help. All right, another one. Um, question or yeah, maybe a contribution just like we've had. Before we pray. Anyone, anyone? <clears throat> all right, no one. Okay, okay, good. So I want us to pray. And from all we've said, I'm, I'm not going to give us a prayer point. We're going to pray in tongues for two things. If I want to majorly to, to, to build our capacity, to build ourselves. You know, the Bible says, he who prays in tongues edifies himself. So I want us to pray in tongues and edify ourselves, Okay. Um, edify ourselves. Mm. Okay, now I, I let me. Um, I know that there may be people here who do not pray in tongues, right? Um, okay, this is what we're going to do. First of all, let me know is there anybody here that doesn't pray in tongues? Just for the record, so I'm not assuming we all do. Anybody that doesn't pray in tongues at all? Um, anyone like that? Anyone like that? Anyone like that? Okay. So everyone of us pray in tongues. Okay, that's fine. All right. So we're going to pray in tongues to edify ourselves. Um, okay. To me, to me says, okay, okay, she doesn't pray in tongues. Okay, great. Um, this is what's going to happen. Um, um, I want us all to, okay, good. So I'm just going to pray for you to me. I'm going to pray for you right away. While everybody else, everybody else, wherever you are, you can, Pray in tongues, right? So we are all muted, which is fine. So everyone else, you can pray in tongues where you are. Um, when, when we begin to pray, pray in tongues. But to me, I will pray for you while everybody else is praying in tongues, okay? And um, this is what I want you to do. Just place your hands wherever you are right now. Just place your hands on your on your tummy, and um, I will pray for you while we are, we are all praying, okay? And I'm going to leave you in a series of prayer while everybody else is praying, all right? So please, let's go ahead and pray in tongues. Um, to me, I will pray for you right away. All right. Um, so to me, this is what I want you to do. To place your hands on your on your stomach. All right, preferably, okay, can you unmute yourself? 
or mute yourself so I can hear you if you're in a place where you can speak. Can you unmute yourself? All right, are you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. All right, great. So please just lay your hands on your stomach, okay? And um, I will just lead you in a prayer and then I'll pray for you. Is that fine? Yeah. Okay, so just say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I thank you because you are my Lord. And you are my savior. And you are my savior. I ask right now in accordance with your word. I ask right now in accordance with your word. That you baptize me with your Holy Spirit. That you baptize me with your Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. Right now. Right now. I open up my heart. Um, I didn't hear that. I open up my heart. Are you there to me? Can you? Okay, great. And I receive the Holy Spirit. Can you hear me to me? I open up my heart. Yeah, and I receive the Holy Spirit. And I receive the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Yes, I can. I can hear you. And I receive the Holy Spirit. All right. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So I'm going to pray for you right now. And I will just, all I want you to do is um, open your heart to receive. And when you feel, when you, when you sense the nudging in your, in your heart to speak in tongues, please go ahead and speak in tongues. Don't Try to calculate what, don't try to calculate and figure out what, if what you are saying makes sense or not. Just say what you, whatever comes out of your mouth, all right? So let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for to me, wherever she is right now, I ask, Lord, in accordance with your word, that you baptize her with the Holy Ghost and with your power right now. Let her be filled with the Spirit this moment in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare to me that out of your belly flows springs of living water right now, that the Holy Ghost comes upon you right now, right now, right now, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare that according to God's word, you are filled with the Holy Ghost right now. The Holy Ghost comes upon you this moment. You are filled, you are filled with the Holy Spirit this instant in the name of of Jesus Christ. And as we pray, the Holy Ghost empowers you to pray in tongues um, by his spirit and by his by his enablement in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So to me, join us all as we pray in tongues. Um, just join us and excite yourself in that ability. So let's all pray in tongues together. Hore baba hore maskanta rebrege sokokora baba 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 reba baba kure banaska sukaka barasko Rebake toko rebamasku santi libraska ruska gabasuka pariska batakure maskaye. We'll pray in tongues for the next five minutes. 
igabaroske sika kabara suka karaba shonde kolokobala reba baba bakura bagasula kilemontos reba banka luskula brekes kote rada kape elenos kunga tokora ikagaparosko rada kutela igabarazo zilake manashanda bada rada bakolo koparaske bete koto koparaska tuko reska patala reba mamando ekete kusugakula balashanta labako reba nakule fringabaroske lasote 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 ikakore masho dalia katona gikaparas kuzitape rodekene kelokobri karadas Kuskula brantas kapa rada baba bada shandala bakure baba skita bayanda. Remember, he who prays in tongues edifies himself. Ilabreke skondi rada kula menosote maroskentes kisaskaida lagote koronde kojita kaparo keleko tosite lokopare ekoto ko ompara koleka gikaka paraskunde bodo rada bagada shandala bada rada bagada shandala bada reba baba baba salabalanta reba katabalantos. Le barukotoko barakote ke borokotoko berekotoko merokotoko merekutoko merekutoko radabakanta sike korokopa nashida barandos kizia Ali, 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 Kabalosi, Sapalantos, Rekapokori, Kaparasko, Sike, Nebonofuna Mana, Nebonofuna Mana, Nebonofuna Mana, Nebonofuna Mana, Eko Toko Palasike, Eko Kopo Kotoko Paraska, Taparuska, Pakaruska, 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 Rebabana katakurebanasu rondoko poyotos kilebantos rabikato silapato latikana shayadabo labrakote wikatamaza igagakule masukete igagakule masukete igagakule manasukanda lemote sikakula bate kolo sukakila bato sikalamba tekena leketene kene leketene kene leketene kene leketene kene enomana gato shika kapara kole melondos kipaya katabara dabakasula bada Ali, 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 Gagabaro Sindematofrie, Maradosko Frosko Prasko Rasko Petokurima Masikita, Lagoti Kashomali, Gadakula Kontabala, Radaba Palantos Ikale Rebosku, Radokopala Jivante, Mambraze, Mambraze, Radabakatoska Santalabraska Pataskaza. We rise like an edifice, we rise like an edifice, we rise like an edifice, strengthened by the Holy Ghost. Imalantoski Pakaruska Pasute there is no barrier to our growth. There is no resistance or limitation because we rise by the strength of the Holy Ghost. Elakone manosika, elakone manasika, elakone manasika. Koko kopakula katekoma rado petakure banaski zato radakapetoshi gagayanda leba ko leba ko leba ko ekoko toko parakute manisaka manisakato reba kitando riba sakoyabalanda vregosia. Aja, 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 eleko labano sigaga dolo brage rodos kondako rababa sandana kureba kavani radeko panasku labresho radakaba shantaka rabaskata braskada. Remember, you are speaking mysteries to God. You are speaking mysteries to God, and God will reveal the deep things of, of His God, deep, deep things of Himself by His Spirit. Eroko tamana kufise, eroko tonoko toko parakutekete, eroko toko toko paraskoto, radanoski. 
roko banos kike la breke la breke la breke roto kopa kataka takabalano siaga agabalanda agabalanda agabaranda exercise yourself in the spirit imaroske parone menasko rabeko toko rada bakalele lele 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 koreka bona kula bashika na namaskaya Ah, are patokosine, are kapakotosine, are kapakatosine, imbarosko barekote de shangola, rada gabona kikapelancinto, 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 koka baruska paratakure bababakatali braskatabarantas. Oh, rebana koshida gaga bresko rosko takila baraska patila maya. Jesus, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we worship you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Father, we thank you for the power of your spirit at work in us um, when we pray. Thank you for the ministration of your spirit. Thank you for, um, for building us up while we pray in, pray in tongues. Thank you for revealing your, your mysteries to us, for granting us insight even today to the deep things of God while we spend time praying. Holy Ghost, I ask that for everyone here, let a, 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 a spirit of prayer be upon them. Let the fire of prayer continue to burn, that the desire to pray in tongues will continue to increase and you constantly help them in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here struggling with praying in tongues, I declare that the grace of God is released unto you to eff efficiently and consistently pray in the spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, quick one. I just need to ask. Um, to me, did you pray in tongues? Just let me know. To me, did you pray in tongues? Um, are you there to me? Um, okay, not sure you're there. Okay. All right. Um, so we're gonna close now, but just Two things before we close. First of all, quickly, what did you learn today? Or what, I mean, some of us have already session. Just one, one thing that you learned today, um, um, and you could just share with us. I will take uh, just two people from, from us. Anyone else to share what you learned today, either from the Bible study or during the prayer session and all of that. Okay, to me, says no. Okay. Um, so before we continue, um, to me, I'm going to drop my number in the chat right now. So please just text me or send me a message on WhatsApp or, or text message, anything, so that I can, we can speak after this. All right, so I'm dropping my number right now, if that's my number. All right, so if you're not in Nigeria, just, I'm not sure if you're, I don't know if you're in Nigeria or not. So if you're not in Nigeria, just use, just put the code before it, oh yeah. All right, so yeah, what did we learn today? Um, what's our take home today? Okay, you're in Nigeria, all right. So anyone wants to share what you learned today? Quick, quick, quickly before we go. Two people want to help us. What did you learn today? Um, what blessed you today? Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, for me, firstly, I learned that learned about the deep mysteries in God that we have access to because we have the Holy Ghost and the perspective of the Holy Spirit bringing it to us while we pray and how while we're praying 
we should be sensitive to the things that are dropping in our spirits and in our hearts because they are like the interpretations of our tongues and as well the, the, the wisdom of God, the revelations and the um, mysteries being unfolded. That's one of the things I learned. And secondly, when speaking in tongues, you can get distracted. Even praying generally, you get distracted when your mind happens to remember movie you watched in 2005 and it comes to your mind and how you have to actively bring your mind back and then make sure that your spirit is in charge. You keep on praying. You don't let it get to you and just feel discouraged that will oh, probably have lost track of what I, whatever I was doing, but just make sure that you keep on doing what you're doing and with time, you overcome. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Thank you very much for that. One more person. What did we learn today or what part of the, you know, today's Bible sort of blessed you? I was blessed by, I was blessed by the knowledge that you begin to get um, kind of, like you said earlier, your vocabulary becomes larger and there were things that God wants to say to you and speak to you through speaking in tongues. And as soon as you said it, when we were praying just now, I just felt something kind of take over me. It was, it was definitely the Holy Spirit, but I just think, yeah, definitely as you keep at it, you become less worried about the things you say and God just goes through you kind of like an outer of body experience, if you see what I mean. But yeah, yeah that was a really good, really good to point out. Thank you for that. All right, praise God. Thank God. Thank God. Um, thank you, Ariel, for that. Um, all right, so we're going to close now. Um, let me just say one more thing. Oh, okay, one thing was before we close. Um, next week, we're praying. Next week's Bible study it is, is prayer all through, all right? So I want us to practice the things that we've been talking about for a while, a while now. We talked about engaging um, God as Father and, you know, the, the three levels of prayer, we talked about praying in tongues, talked about legal prayers and everything we're talking about. So it's time for practicals, right? So we've been doing theory, theory, theory. So let's spend substantial time praying in tongues. See, you will never benefit from anything if you don't spend enough time doing it. Bible study, praying in tongues, giving, tithing, anything um, in the spirit, right? You will never benefit from it if you don't spend sufficient time doing it. So next week, we're not doing Bible study. Next week, we're praying. I mean, the only thing I may just do is to explain what the direction of the prayer and all of that, but we're spending next week praying, okay? So please come along, join us, and it will be an amazing time. All right. So lastly, is anyone joining us here for the first time? Um, just kindly introduce yourself and let us know who invited you or how you found about us, how you found us out here. Please, anyone? Anyone um, join us for the first time? Is that good like evening. That? Oh, hi. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Kyrie Akinshesi. Hi, Kyrie. Um, Kyrie Yeah, I found out from Ore Faith Odekunle. All right. Thank you so much. Please, let's welcome Kyrie. Um, Kyrie, thanks for joining us, and thanks, Faith, also for inviting him. Um, Was there a disconnection? No, I think we're good. All right. All right. So thank you. Anyone else joining us for the first time? No one, no one, anyone, anyone. Okay, Kairi, you said something to me. Um, do you want me to read it out loud or do you want me to address it out loud? Are we good? 
Okay, okay, no response. All right, I guess I'll just leave that. Okay, okay, good, good. So Kyrie said um, that normally he feels, let me just read out, he said, I feel so sad and guilty whenever I get distracted when praying. I feel like I'm sinning or, or not serious. I mean, to be honest, sometimes I have that feeling where you get distracted, right? And he says, and I eventually just stop. So he says, I feel slightly more relaxed knowing that it isn't just me and, and it isn't a big deal. Let me even give guys a personal testimony. While praying for this Bible study this evening, I had such a long day. I had so many calls. I mean, I, could, I had probably over 10 missed calls and I, I couldn't answer them. I had so much work that at that the time I would normally spend, spend preparing for Bible study was cut short. So I was a bit nervous and I was telling my wife that I, I, I just didn't feel prepared and I was a bit nervous because I wasn't prepared for Bible study. So when I started praying, my mind was, was really all over the place. But exactly what I told us today, as I went, continued praying, my mind found his level and my spirit, you know, took over. So it's with the best of us um, um, feel it or go through the same experiences. So never feel discouraged at all. Any, I'm speaking to everyone of us now. Never feel discouraged anytime your mind begins to wander. Just know that your mind and your spirit are two different entities. Your mind can be doing something and your spirit is totally different, in, totally in a different world. So continue making progress with your spirit. All right. Thank you very much. Have a good night, everyone. See you next week as we pray together. Um, same time, same link. Um, God bless you. Please don't forget to invite someone when you're coming along next week. All right. God bless you. Bye. 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 Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, Faith. Bye, everyone.